You're listening to From Time to Time, the time travel podcast. I'm here with special guest, time traveler extraordinaire, Casey Fatchett. Casey, uh, thank you for joining us here on the show. Uh, Thank you for having me on. I'm always a, a big fan of spreading the word about time travel. Amazing, amazing. Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask you, speaking of time travel, have you uh, traveled to any cool places uh, or uh, in, places in, in time and space, I suppose? Uh, time and space are, you know, it's such a weird concept, but you know, <laughs> recently uh, inside of myself when I was uh, five years old recently. Okay, it, wow. It was, like, it's, it was a really weird journey, but uh, I grew out of it, uh, both literally and figuratively. That's pretty great. Second chance at life. So, so you went back in time. You you relived your uh, entire life. Did you correct any mistakes, or did you kind of just, I just let it go? The ones that, that I made before. It was, uh, <laughs> went a hundred percent on all of the bad decisions that I previously made. Amazing, amazing. Uh, that's end up where you are. If you change anything, you, that's the time traveler's credo. You can't change anything. That's you might true. as well uh, ride with it. Yeah, you can just go back and you know go go to the go to Disneyland again or whatever your your favorite moments were. Yeah, I mean, I I love uh, it's there's a there's a ride at Disney that I I personally love called Space Mountain and uh, you know time in Space Mountain uh, is also another personal fave. So I just go back and rewrite it over and over and over again. Is that does that still exist or is that gone? Uh, actually, that may be in another timeline. Uh, don't go <laughs> that. I mean, I may have uh, lost mentions. I lose track a little bit too. Uh, you know, inside inside the time machine, it kind of gets a little bit. Uh, it gets a little bit foggy. It, it does smell like farts a little bit in there as well. <laughs> I think that is the the time crystals, but uh, it's, it's, uh, it's dilithium crystals. <laughs> Uh, the lithium doesn't smell so good after a while, especially if you don't air out the time machine. And uh, you know, I, I, sometimes I don't yeah. need the time machine to feel like I've fallen into an alternate reality. I definitely feel that way every single day. And luckily, this isn't the uh, whatever I said, time time to time. That was kind of clever. Time uh, after time. I liked it. Time after time, whatever. Anyways. It was, a movie. <laughs> it was a time travel movie with Christopher Reeve, I think. Oh, well, I don't know. Good thing I didn't actually need the podcast that then, or I might be getting uh, a letter from the from the Reeves estate. But this isn't that podcast. This is, of course, the, I'm going to try not to bang the table hard, Photo Friends podcast. And I'm here with an excellent photographer, Casey Fatchett, who, as far as I know, uh, hasn't traveled time uh, any more than the rest of us have, you know? Well, I mean, if you've ever watched the show Outlander, it's entirely possible that I have traveled through time. Uh, no, not that I know of. I, I though that whole like switching realities thing, I find myself about every other week like seriously questioning whether or not I'm still in the same place because yeah, I just came back from a vacation and there was a moment where somebody said something to me. Like, oh, you shot my wedding, like just like randomly on a Facebook post. And then I was like, did I? I don't recognize that name at all. Am I, have I come back into a completely different world where, yeah, now I'm it's possible. Person? My personal theory is the, the large Hadron Collider. When they turn that, they switch <laughs> that thing on and then everything else has been messed up ever since then. I'm pretty sure. Well, you know, we all just like, like vibrate at a different frequency into another reality. 
I suppose so. So there's no there's no point in getting uh, super hung up about it. But we're we're not really here to talk about hang ups and uh, trippy hippie conversations about time. We're here to talk about my one of my favorite topics, anyways. Um, <laughs> other than trippy hippie. Uh, space topics and talking about time is photography and luckily uh, you just so happen to be a very wonderful photographer thank you uh, and, yeah I've been uh, for the last 22 years uh, professionally uh, started out as like a headshot and music photographer which was sort of supplementing my acting career in New York City um, and then I transitioned from that into weddings, which has been sort of my bread and butter yeah. for a long time, for 20 years now. And yeah, as I, I still do a lot of other things, but weddings are my main, the main focus of my business. But yeah. Not, yeah. Uh, not the sole focus of my photography. No, no. The sole focus of your photography is obviously dogs. Yes. As a, <laughs> I have a actually i take a ton of pictures of my dog i don't know if you were joking but that was like i actually do take a lot of pictures of my dog she's like my model and the person well the person the the subject that i yeah that's a lot of my gear on now yeah nice yeah yeah especially with that you know the new types of uh eye focus coming out you know tracking those animal eyes and whatnot if you got yeah. a dog you're you're doing great and she's super fast and doesn't like to have her picture taken so it's really a challenge it's <laughs> we, uh, it helps we have- we have a similar type of uh, dog situation going on, man. What what type of dog do you have? She's a border collie mix. A border collie, so she's like uh like a medium sized dog. She's thirty five pounds. She's, wow, she's okay. supposed to be like wow. like normally she's mixed with something else. Okay, and, okay, but she's very thin and like can't put weight on her. She runs it off. Yeah. Um, and like I said, very 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 fast. Yeah. She's also very smart. And yeah. Oh yeah. Smarter than I am. <laughs> in some things in some things probably when it comes to cameras and, uh, uh yeah, when it comes podcasts to you might have her beat i don't know she's got a pretty good mixing like <laughs> she's got a pretty good podcast i thought you were gonna say <laughs> yeah she's got a lot of followers i mean like she's like, she's already got sponsors she's she was on rogan uh last, <laughs> last month <laughs> she's already got chewy is already sponsoring her uh, yeah yeah uh speak speaking of podcasts and and whatnot uh you've got one of those as well man why don't we tell the people about that yeah, I'm the host of the Nerdy Photographer podcast. Uh, it is, I don't know, exploring photography and business, you know, topics, uh, but also a lot of uh, science fiction nerd discussions as well. Yes, that's why I thought when I brought in the, you know, not everybody loves the idea of the uh, improv intro thing that I do. You know, I got, I got bored of doing like the same intro every time, but uh, yeah, I, I got to say you excelled at it, man. And, and I threw <laughs> I threw you a good one by getting a little bit sci-fi with it. I think that was uh, in your element a little bit, right? Oh, I mean, I, like I said, I, I was an actor. I used to do improv all the time. So I was like, oh, perfect. Like said, oh, we're going to do this improv thing. Fine with me. <laughs> whatever, whatever is, whatever you need me to do. Yeah, there's right. a lot of uh, actually one of the topics that we're exploring in the the nerdy photographer. There's a I had the same experience. I got tired of just like talking and yeah, the same sort of intro. So I created this world that the nerdy photographer podcast takes place in, and it's a science fiction world. And I based the stories on a lot of different things that I loved uh, from movies, TV shows, comic books. I had a little stretch for a while that was like all comic book kind of related stories that sort of like 
or the frame that the podcast takes place in. And right now we're actually, there's a whole time travel alternate reality thing going on. Right. So that, that actually the intro to, to this episode actually like plays really well into uh, what's going on on my podcast. Yeah. Maybe you can feed it back in, you know, kind of bring the whole, the whole <laughs> podcast cinematic universe. I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, I started doing like some of this stuff and before Marvel would announce, like I had yeah. done a couple of episodes about like a Kang the Conqueror character that I had like based on. And then like, Oh, he's going to be in all the new Marvel stuff. And I was like, Oh man, I, I, I was so close. Like uh, just having something that wasn't going to be mainstream. Too uh, bad. Too bad. Yeah, <laughs> man. Those, those guys are really taking over. Like I, I liked those Marvel movies at first and stuff like that, but uh, I don't know, man, these days I really can't keep up with that. The last one that I saw that I really did enjoy. And I think I enjoyed it more because it was its own thing, right? It was pretty separate from the rest of the universe, but that uh, Shang-Chi I liked a lot, but yeah, that was yeah really good. I don't know. I, I'm really not enjoyed a... that. I think, I mean, I, I have run into Ethan Hawke a couple of times. Oh, um, but I saw this like interview with him recently that I thought was really great. Where he talked about, it, and he's like, you know, I just love movies where you know like, there's there's two kinds of movies. There are people who are really like put their heart into things, yeah, and there are the movies where people are just trying to cash in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And That's true. He, his sense was like, you know, like well, he loves Marvel movies. He's like, but the thing is, they're not the only thing out there. Mm-hmm. There are lots of other kinds of movies and you can love, I think that that's he's like, there's sort of this sort of kind of fake debate. Like the people are really like, Oh, you, you, you know, because Marvel and superhero movies are, are so prevalent. People are like, Oh, they're not quality cinema or whatever. They're not great movies. Yeah. They can be what good at what they are, but there's also a whole bunch of other stuff out there that you can enjoy too. And you don't have to think that this is the only thing. And yeah, yeah. I think more what people object to is just like how when you go to the movie theater and, you know, only one movie's playing, you know, right. like it's Doctor Strange on seven screens and you're like, oh, well, great. Ever present. And I think that's yeah. also like, I think that we need other types of stories. I don't know if you've seen it, but it was a fantastic movie. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Not yet. That is uh, maybe a 24 put that out. So I try to see most of their stuff, but yeah, I heard, I heard it's good though. Any wrong as far as I'm concerned, like a 24 seems to like whatever the movie's about, it's really good. Like it just, uh, it, it tends to be a, a really good film and, or thought provoking film. And that yeah. movie I thought especially was really thought provoking and interesting and it's really great. And yes, there's a bit of a, like, multiverse quality mm-hmm. to it um but it's not a superhero movie in that sense it's yeah a, it's, or it's not based off a pre-existing thing or I, yeah it's not off of any sort of existing intellectual property but it, oh, yeah. it was just it was a lot of fun it was emotionally like really amazing the all the acting was great uh but there's there's just so many different kinds of movies i think that that's kind of like the hyper presence of superhero movies has sort of like made people feel like yeah there's nothing else there oh yeah well don't worry once the avatar 2 comes out it's going to change the whole scene and I everyone's on this gonna... podcast i want to before i say it's what i was thinking i want to make sure that uh i don't want i don't want to swear on your podcast if, if oh I... you can swear on the podcast okay yeah every time i see like the way of water or whatever I think yeah 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 avatar 2 i fucked a mermaid is because they stick their hair penises into animals, yeah, bond with them, and it's uh-huh. like, and they feel like that's what's coming next. For, uh-huh. 
for Avatar. We're gonna we're gonna attach to some fish. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There's gonna be some. I, some I with, with Shape of Water too. I don't know why we can't do a movie about water without Aquaman. That didn't have any any sexuality in it whatsoever, <laughs> other than you know Jason Momoa being jacked and Just stuff. Jason but, Momoa. Yeah, but the chemistry between him and Amber Heard uh, wasn't great. It was, uh, shall we say, it was a little poopy. Uh, oh my God! Okay, let's talk about some photography stuff. <laughs> I killed it. I managed to kill it. You killed it. Great job. No, you killed it. You can say that in in two ways, right? You killed it either either in a good way or a bad way, depending on how you look at it. Uh, so I say that I shat the bed. But, uh, <laughs> uh, we're gonna talk about burnout today. Uh, we're, talking about- we're talking about burnout, everybody. Uh, Casey's been working pretty hard, man. I've been working pretty hard as well. Uh, and we need to we need to come here on the podcast and we need to help everybody out. Who else has been working hard out there? Raise your hands. Okay, not if you're driving. Oh, all right. <laughs> Watch out for those pedestrians, right? Um, it's, it's a very common thing, especially with photographers, especially when you own your own business. Uh, you know, I could tell you guys about my own personal thing that I've got going on right now, but you know, I, Casey's here, he's the guest. So, so you can go first, man. Like what's your personal story with burnout right now? Uh, right at the moment, I'm not feeling burned out. I'm doing a lot of stuff. I'm very, okay. this is, and I, but I think <laughs> the threat of burnout is, is there. <laughs> uh, well, I was burned out before I went on vacation. Yeah. I was definitely in a place where I was not feeling creative. I was in the creative juices were not flowing um i was not feeling very inspired and this is something that i've been at this for a very long time i would say is cyclical in my career like there have been like every five years or so there's a point where i just reach that i'm just like oh man i don't know what like i don't know if i've got the energy for this i don't know if i've got the like i'm not feeling inspired i'm not feeling Mm -hmm. you know great about what's going on and like i look at the times that it's happened and it's not always the same thing that causes it like um there were times when it was overworking there there was definitely overworked i i had written a a blog post about it like years and years ago i looked at recently when i knew we were going to talk about this and it was like i had done i can't remember what it was like six weddings in one month i had done a two full we in those two months or month and a half or whatever, I had done like another five engagement shoots oh and uh, seven full days of shooting like other stuff, like wow. a couple of like photojournalism assignments and things like that. And I was just like, I was literally, I, I couldn't do anything. I was just like, I need a break. Um, and luckily I had a little bit of a break built in, but like there was so much stuff going on that I was completely fried on taking pictures. I just didn't, I didn't want to pick up my camera. I didn't want to do anything. I was like, you know, I need to do something else for a while. Um, but then there have been other times where like a couple of years, well, it was a couple of years, year and a half ago, uh, during the pandemic, I, my parents died. Oh. Um, and after that, it was very, I had work. I had like, I had weddings and stuff to do. I had photo shoots to do. And I just, you know, I, I got the job done for those clients. Wow. But emotionally. Yeah, you weren't there. I, I was not there. Yeah. I was not giving my best creatively. And I think mm-hmm. that there's like, there are different reasons why we can get burned out. And it's not always just overwork. 
Yeah, it's that emotional thing as well, right? Like that's definitely a big part of it, uh, something that can derail you really fast. And I think like it's important to be fair with yourself and realize that like you are a human being. I, it's kind of a thing that like entrepreneurs, I think, struggle with a lot of the time, right? Is like just you, you're always wanting to work. You're always wanting to be there for those clients. You always want to say yes. But at the end of the day, you, you do have to treat yourself with respect. And, you know, when you're your own boss, like give yourself some time off or, or at least um, be be gentle with yourself and your feelings and things like that, right? Yeah, I mean, you have to learn when it's okay to say no. Like it is okay yeah. to say no. And we were talking yeah. about this before we started recording was there, there, there are times when it's the, it's not the right client for you. And mm -hmm. I think it's one of those things that I think it's one of the first big hurdles that any photographer, professional photographer comes yeah. to is who is my client? Right. Who are right, the people right. that I'm actually trying to reach? Right. 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 Try to get everyone to hire me. Yeah, and that's what maybe like one of the first sources of burnout is the constant like chasing every right, job, right? And chasing I, every job and doing every job, and you're like, I don't have time, yeah, to breathe because I'm constantly shooting and editing and doing all of this stuff. I've learned to enjoy it now. I've learned to enjoy saying no, and it's it's <laughs> it's about having uh, some tact when you do it as well. Like just just yeah. think about how how you would want to be told no, right? Like you don't want someone to say it like laugh literally at you and say like no fuck off, right? You want <laughs> you want to you want to be handled a little bit like, you know, a little more gently than that and handled like a human being. And you, you just like, I, I, I won't say his name, obviously, but there was a guy that called me for a gig. And I really remember this one. Like he wanted me to come in and uh, shoot like uh, art shows and kind of be there shooting video all night and whatever. And then he was like, uh, yeah. And send me the, the edited videos after and I'll pay you like 50 bucks and as much beer as you want to drink. And, and he's like, yeah, man, I just want to know, are you the guy for it? And I was like, Nope. I, no man i'm not i'm not the i'm not the guy for it like uh no <laughs> i am not your guy i'm not uh, the guy I, yeah. I, but, but i also you know even in that situation i still made it much nicer where i was like but you know what man like i bet it's super fun and i bet there's tons of people especially fresh fresh out of school or this and that you know maybe they're not in their third year business or fourth year like i am or fifth year it might <laughs> right you know, like, who knows what like what there's somebody out there who this might be the right job for, or that that's they're, right. Yeah. They're starting out, and they re they're really trying to get some experience doing this type of work. That's right. Yeah, and they want to build a portfolio, and maybe it's the right thing for them. And that's how I sort of and and it, it's not always just like the pay level mm -hmm. when it comes to those sorts of things. I've come to identify, and I think that when you like when you do a discovery call with a client or a potential yeah. client photographers need to realize that it's as much you're interviewing them for sure as they are interviewing you and you're not necessarily always selling yourself but you're trying to find out what's important to them and when you start getting red flags and you like it it sometimes takes a while to learn yeah those red flags are i had a wedding client once it was three months before the wedding and that should have been a red flag because it was a very large wedding like if it's a small wedding and it's three months away not so much of a big deal but this was like 250 people at a Yikes. very very fancy venue yikes this is like a big budget deal and we're three months away and why do you not have a photographer yeah. what happened to the photographer that you? <laughs> yeah is he dead like did you bury him somewhere um and like everything is going great in the meeting and i'm just like but like that was the one thing that was to stick with me and they like had just come across as saying like yeah like we haven't found the right person we've been searching but you know we haven't found the right person and i was like okay 
we want to book you. We were at the meeting, signing the contract. They're handing me a check. And they handed me the check and the bride-to-be was like, so how many of these photos are going to be absolutely perfect? And I, like, I froze and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, it, And it turned out to be like, they're the first half of that wedding day was like she there yeah. was like a lot of screaming and like oh my god killing. like it was one of it, oh, i no. have done 700 weddings and i can Holy count cow, on two hands the, the less than two hands the number of times where i've had like a really bad experience mm-hmm. and that was one of them um yeah maybe. yeah you should trust yourself you should trust your intuition and, and if you're feeling like uh you know not always a, a little bit of uh, apprehension will come up sometimes and, and you can work through that. But if it starts, it starts to pile up after a while where you're just like, yeah, once, once there's, okay. like, it depends on how big the flags are. Like, yeah. And I, like, and it <laughs> yeah. was one of those things where it was a slow year. It was that whole sort of thing. Like I oh, wasn't, that's like, when it comes. That's yeah. All and I was just like, ah, I'm going to do that. I need the job. Yeah. <laughs> like I need, I, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's going to be a big job and you know, the money was good, everything. And I was just like, then immediately afterwards, I was like, man, I shouldn't, Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you just learn to trust yourself, learn to trust yourself. And also when it comes to like trusting yourself, trust those messages that are coming inside. Like we're talking about burnout, like knowing you're approaching that point, mm-hmm. that burnout point, because I think that that was another lesson that it took me a while to learn was to recognize those sort of signals that were coming mm, nice. from inside me, knowing that like I'm feeling less than inspired. I'm not showing up to my jobs going like, awesome. What are we going to do? What are we going to create today? What's, what's going to happen? You're more on autopilot, right? After a yeah, while. Yeah. Where I'm just sort of showing up going like, all right, I've got to take the pictures and then go I through the motions. Yeah. Yeah. It's just going like, yeah. And, and to recognize that and, and to actively be kind or care for yourself, find some way to, uh, either release whatever tension is built up or help yourself relax or find new inspiration. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think that's just a, you need to listen to yourself. Yeah. Some people it's like, you need to go to a metal show and just like get in that mosh pit <laughs> and, you know, a circle pit wall of death whole thing. And, and then you're going to, you're going to get hammered and you're going to get sweaty and you're going to walk away feeling better. You know, other people, they need to go to, uh, to yoga or something like that. Right. <laughs> and get sweaty in a different way. I don't know if there's a circle pit at yoga. I don't go to yoga much, but, uh, <laughs> what I know that they did the, the 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 hot yoga does not have a, a pit. <laughs> I did used to work the curry for a metal show. So, oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, wow, man, that's cool. High school. Yeah. Holy cow! <laughs> what metal bands do you like? Uh, I mean, I haven't listened to like anything that I would consider metal in a long time. Yeah, new-ish metal. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. When I was growing up, I was listening to like Iron Maiden. And, oh yeah, you know that. Judas Priest and that and that show. Ah, uh, yeah, Judas Priest. Little Priest, uh, Black Sabbath, obviously. Yeah. Sabbath, Ozzy. One of my my first shows. The, okay, so the first two shows that I ever went to were uh, Ozzy Osbourne and Weird Al. And I think that says a lot about <laughs> uh, Weird Al. Open for Ozzy? <laughs> no, 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 no. Those are two different shows. Two different shows. That's weird. And I can't remember which was first because they were the yeah. same summer. Yeah, accordions and yeah. anarchy tour. <laughs> oh man, have you seen the the previews for this like Daniel Radcliffe vehicle? I don't know. 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 <laughs> it looks fun to me. It honestly. looks like whatever. It's gonna be. 
it's going to be weird. Mm, I don't know. I'm reserving the right to be wrong, but uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. Weird Al is a sure. national treasure. I love Weird. I love Weird Al, man. I'm just not sure if old uh, Danny Radcliffe is the is the right casting here. But I've been wrong before. I've been wrong before. I don't know. He's not playing Wolverine, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> the rumors that was going around, and you, people were like, "Wow, that's yeah, even weirder and worse idea." I, I don't know. I don't know. He's little. He's 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 ripped. I saw the lost. He's, he lost, is ripped. He is ripped. But, I saw Lost um, City, and like there's a point in like Lost City where he. Uh, like my wife was looking at him going like yeah is daniel radcliffe jacked and i was just like he is oh, now yeah he is. He even is in the weird al in the weird al thing he takes his shirt off and you're like weird al like, oh <laughs> weird al is not that jacked but daniel yeah. radcliffe is. no daniel radcliffe is very jacked uh yeah weird al was like the first probably first cds that i ever owned it probably like weird al uh that one with amish paradise and then uh and then after that some 41 and then after that like uh i don't know um yeah metallica and iron maiden and i've seen iron maiden a bunch of times man i've oh, been yeah. to a bunch of iron maiden shows hero he's a treasure he's a treasure they're both the I used to fence, so they were oh, okay. both professional fencers too. Like cool, were, man. Yeah, yeah, they're putting up fen- they're putting up fences everywhere, and it's the, <laughs> the best ones. Along with right. uh, you know Weird Al and the Amish, they're, they're uh, yeah, raising barns, fences, whatever you need. <laughs> Just derail the hell out of this podcast. Uh, what, what were we talking about? We were talking about uh, you know st- structure in your day. Um, yeah, scheduling scheduling breaks. I think is a, a really important thing. Actually, taking vacations, right? Like taking real <laughs> taking real time off when you leave your your phone, leave all of that. Like I find myself um, really underestimating how much of an, how much of an effect it has on me uh in terms of like my own like personal drive motivation inspiration just like having my phone on me all the time and you're constantly like answering those messages and blah 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 like and sometimes you don't even treat that like it's work but like you have to recognize that that is it's it's taking out of your tank of of effort and and all of that right so being cautious yeah. of that like when i went to cuba um you know uh before the pandemic uh i left my phone at, like literally left my phone at home so like if people wanted to contact me they got that email that said like hey man i'll be back in two weeks and you know what when i got back was everyone mad no they weren't they waited two weeks and then they worked with me when i got back right yeah, yeah and that's the thing is like i was uh this vacation i took to scotland you know, I told people before I left, like, hey, this is when I'm leaving. I'm going to have inconsistent access to email. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like I was checking my phone at all. Like, I had my phone with me because I had a lot of information on it. And, you know, there were places where I was going to check, like, my email occasionally just to, you know, their products that I was coming back to because that's why I'm so busy. It's been a week and a half, and I've had, like, five shoots, six shoots since I got back. But, like, I needed yeah, to like, kind of keep a pace at that stuff a little bit. But, like, it's not like the normal process of the day where you're like constantly like oh what's going on oh i got an alert oh and it does it sucks away your time and your energy and it felt so freeing to be able to go somewhere and be like hey (laughs) my phone isn't gonna work Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's not gonna gonna happen like you're not gonna get in touch with me um so yeah i I totally understand that i agree that there we should try to unplug ourselves from time to time and one of the things that i do and i think this is uh we were talking about dogs earlier or dogs like i go for a hike with my dog 
Oh, we can do an entire podcast about dogs. We'll do an hour <laughs> on this burnout, and then we'll do an hour on dogs. Or just on dogs. All right. uh, I take my dog for a hike probably like three, three times a week. Um, but, like, I, you know, my phone, like, stays in a pocket in, like, a little satchel that never comes out. And, I mean, sometimes I'll take a picture or video of her for her Instagram because she's important. Um, like, at the beginning or the end of the hike... But otherwise, you know, we're gone for an hour and a half and there's no, I'm not checking my phone. I'm not yeah. you know, doing all that stuff. And it's, it gives me the time mentally to be focused on what I'm doing in that moment. Cause also yeah. hiking and, you know, on your phone all the time, I've seen people doing it, like, which I don't get like just walking trails, like on their phones. Oh, like, I see people at the movie theater on their phone, at a concert on their damn phone, I, at the gym, at the gym. They're there for like three hours. They walk out without without a bead of sweat because they're on their phone the whole time. I, <laughs> I, I drove into, I was, I was doing a shoot in the city, in New York City, and then I was picking up my wife after she got out of work from, from her office on the way back to our New Jersey, and I almost ran over people who were just like walking off of the sidewalk into the street, but with their face completely mm-hmm. in their phone. Doing a TikTok. <laughs> no, just looking, I mean, maybe, who knows? But like, there's certainly enough of those, but it's, uh, and I'm not going to fault that. I, I, you know, I'm a bit of a TikTok celebrity myself. Hey, you got to. <laughs> These days, um, you got to. Not really. But uh, <laughs> they, yeah, it's just people like so engrossed in their phones that they're not paying attention to the world around them. And you know, seeing that years ago, like taught me, like I gotta take some time to get away from the phone. Yeah, or yeah. you just commit a hundred percent. You get like what Bob Dylan used to rock with the harmonica. You get one of those, and then you just put your <laughs> phone at the end there, and then you always have it right there. You know, keep continuously watching. Is that yeah. what the Oculus goggles are for? I guess so, man. Or the metaverse or whatever. Yeah. You don't even have to. They'll make you go to work. They'll make you go to work in the metaverse, though. I'm pretty sure there'll be bridezillas in the metaverse and oh. shit. No, I'm, I'm sure. Well, it's just like Second Life or whatever. I'm sure yeah. Yeah, it's not. People are kind of worse on the internet than in real life. So I don't know. I don't know how <laughs> this is supposed to. Why would to... I want to live on the internet? <laughs> why? Just don't know why this is a good idea. Disconnecting yeah. is good. I mean, I don't know if you want me to list some ideas that I have for like not burning out. But hey, it's... sure, man. We have, we have time. Uh, yeah, di- dis- like some tips for disconnecting is cool. Yeah. I here are like three things that cool. I would highly recommend. Uh, get your body moving. Mm, like exercise and whatnot yeah it doesn't have to be something like hugely like you don't have to like exert a ton of energy there's like getting up out of the chair as photographers we tend to like when we're not shooting we're editing usually yeah. and we're spending a lot of time in front of a computer getting up and getting moving and doing it regularly throughout mm-hmm. the day um number two get a hobby that does not involve photography oh wow do something does podcasting count uh, you're podcasting about about photography, so ah shit, ah shit. Uh, you may you may just make it under the wire. I'm not sure, but like I'm having a a, a hobby that is not you know, you're not attempting to monetize. Yeah. Um. Also, or no, you know, but having some element of photography. And I was just doing. A, I did an interview uh, recently with somebody for my podcast, and we were talking about like one of the things that sort of like really leads to burnout is the thought that all of your photography has to be, and when you're a professional photographer and you make money shooting, is that all of your, like everything you photograph has to, in some way has to make you money. money. 
Yeah, that used to be my my mindset, man. I used to literally say like, oh, I don't even turn the camera on unless I'm getting paid. And I, it's the opposite now, honestly. I do a lot of street photography and just kind of carry carry my camera around. You know, it's good workout, too. I still have a Canon DSLR, so it gets yeah. my, you know, really works my chest out carrying that around. But uh, yeah, take, taking the opportunity to do some stuff for fun. And it doesn't even matter that sometimes it is still photography, like this, the thing that you get paid for. Like doing it for fun is a, is a different experience for me, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that there was a, I was talking to my wife about it. Like she was like, recently before we took this vacation, I had not been taking my camera out and just taking pictures of stuff. Yeah. And she's like, why? And I'm like, because I feel like it's going to be work to edit those photos that's yeah when I I, that's when i knew i was burned out at that moment yeah, creatively because yeah. i was just like uh even photos that i take for fun i don't want to feel like work to edit them <laughs> later and i was yeah uh, that that's i knew i was like i need something to and luckily this trip really helped yeah it yeah. was just, it was fucking stunning that's really good just so the, get the the uh, the, the landscapes and i'm not like a landscape photographer but i, I shot a lot of landscapes while yeah. i was over there and it's just gorgeous and it, like that inspired me like this is something yeah i'm not making money off of this, yeah. this is just, like i just want to remember these views mm-hmm. yeah you don't need to sell them on like stock photo website or whatever you just have them for yourself post them on instagram maybe or whatever right? it's for me it's not yeah. for anybody else yeah. so yeah get some exercise for sure uh get a hobby shoot for fun uh, anything else that you would recommend? I think, uh, yeah, scheduling scheduling breaks throughout your day, right? Like structuring your day around the breaks so you don't just get because there is that like that flow state, right? And that can be a great thing, but it's not a great thing if it keeps you there for like eight hours without even getting right. off. I your think that's like right? one of the things that I have found really helpful is uh, I have a Fitbit. Uh, oh, cool! Watch, and it will remind you like every hour if you haven't gotten up and moved around. Yeah, and yeah. Sometimes I find that annoying. Other times I'm like, yeah, you know what? That's right. I need to like actually get up and take a few steps and get out of uh, my. I actually I have the opposite. It's called a fat bit, and it tells me to get when it tells me to order Wendy's. It says, "Ma'am, when you haven't had a baconator, haven't <laughs> had tacos. And, uh, you're, you're you are what you eat, and that's yeah, I'm a taco. Um, <laughs> I love tacos, man. See this? This is not the visual, but I, I am a talking taco. Oh, um, cool. Um, oh, interesting. The uh, yeah, that's a good podcast, the Talking Taco Podcast. There's a Photo Taco Podcast. Oh, okay. I didn't consider it, uh, but somebody had already taken it. Um, photo Burger Podcast. <laughs> Still burgers. Still up for grabs. Oh, burrito. Um, sure. <laughs> there's uh, there's something to be said for like, yeah, getting up and just like taking your eyes off of... You feel like you have the blinders on if you sit yeah. there. Even when you get in the, oh, I'm in the groove. I'm in the editing groove. Oh, yeah. But you, you, the world around you completely disappears mm-hmm. you know there was a thing uh especially during the pandemic that they were talking about because it was happening to other people because they were so like stuck at their computers and constantly they were getting uh what was called submariner vision oh wow which is uh, i thought you were just gonna say sore necks which i get no, no. <laughs> submariner vision which is like you know they were so used to just like focusing the distance from their chair wow to the screen that they couldn't focus on things like that were their eyes away. were getting worse. Holy cow. Yeah. Like they, and you had to retrain your eyes to focus on other things. And that's one oh of the my things goodness. Like I, my vision is not great, but luckily I have a window in my office. I mean, you I are a taco. Great. It's pretty good for a taco. <laughs> taco. Having an office is a taco. <laughs> I'm a six foot taco. Dude, you're one of the most successful tacos that we've had on this show. 
it's keeping it so, fresh is the mm-hmm. really hard thing, you know because it's really easy to go stale. yeah it's um, got sour cream on there and everything fresh ingredients is <laughs> kind of refreshed yeah, yeah, so hourly pretty much hourly pretty much yeah um it's hard so yeah but the yeah people were like their vision was getting worse and but i think that it happens to photographers because we sit there and just like mm-hmm. constantly stare straight ahead at the computer um whether you have a standing desk or a sitting desk or whatever, like people kind of like think about like being healthier, being healthier also means like taking your vision away from yeah. the computer and recognizing the signs and, and getting there before it's too late, I think is a really good point that you made as well, because yeah, like I do, uh, in addition to like photos and, and photo editing and Lightroom and all that, I do a lot of uh, Adobe premiere, like a lot, a lot, especially lately you know i've been hour editing a lot of hours every week and i'll work weird hours sometimes right because if i have a shoot during the day and then i gotta come home and i have a bit of editing so you know i'll be up until you know, not nothing too crazy usually but you know it's eight o'clock and i'm still i'm still working on it and i've definitely had situations where like i just hit a wall and i can't figure something out like it'll render wrong or there'll be frames missing somewhere or some right and you're just like I will never figure this out tonight because my brain is mush right now. Like acknowledge that. Be like, my brain's mush. I'm going to go over there. I'm going to go to sleep. And then sure, sure enough, man, like literally 10 times out of 10, it's something that's so simple. It's like takes five minutes to fix that. Like my head was just not wrapped around because I was just exhausted. Right. Right. You're fried. And you just, you have yeah. no more bandwidth mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. handle even the, like the, the most like rudimentary of tasks. Yeah, something so, that you've done a hundred thousand times. Right. Yeah. I do a lot I do a lot of video stuff too. It's like yeah. you know it's one of those things where you're like, oh wait, what menu is it in? Yeah, it could be uh, fucking it could be a fucking premiere problem, but that's a different episode. <laughs> <laughs> we could do a whole episode on like we could do a whole series, our whole fuck premiere series on uh, or Adobe in general where they uh, yeah. move this element that, could, that we've left it's been in the same spot for ten years and we're yeah. gonna move it to a different menu. Yeah, um, that's, that's uh, uh, I hate when that happens. But anyway, yeah. this episode is sponsored by Adobe. No, Adobe Creative Cloud. It's the so, shit. Hey, we still use it. I mean, we still use it, bro. So it's you know, I always get those sort of feed the feedback emails like, "How are we doing? How can we improve this product?" Mm. And I'm like, uh, "Here's I had an issue with Lightroom. Yeah, week where." I was able to import the photos, but then I couldn't make any edits for some reason. Oh. Rendering previews. Oh wow! But only on a certain set of images. So I was just like, I, and I was like trying to find anything. I like this Adobe is like, there's no actual like support. No, 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 no. It's community forums, yeah. and then maybe occasionally you might hear that. And every time they, I get one of those emails that says like, "Hey, how can we improve the products?" And I was like, "Have an actual support team." Yeah, no, it's just you go, you go look it up on YouTube and hopefully some jerk like me at some point figured it out and made a some video. guys figured it out. And says, but then the funny thing is like you do. There's, that, some, I, there's some white dude and he's uh, he has a bunch of cameras behind him and a microphone. Hey, and... what's going on? Are you wondering why you're, today we're going to talk about uh, Lightroom not rendering previews. Yeah. After, right after I tell you about my, you know. Like, my sponsor, uh, DoorDash or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> or Porch Goose yeah. or something. Porch goose, Canadian version? Huh? Is that the Canadian version? Porch goose? Porch goose? No, that's just like a weird thing. That uh, it's just like a really weird product that I think is hilarious. If someone advertised for porch goose, it's a real thing though. It's a real thing? Yeah, yeah. 
It's like yeah, I'm eating gooses. Yeah. That's the Canadian DoorDash. Actually, there's a goose that shows up, and he hey, what's up? He drops uh, you off his burrito, and he he you know he eats he eats a bit of it, right? Like he, he has a goose. He is a goose. Yeah. So he takes, he takes yeah. a few bites, shits on the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's and that's how they got the phrase. That's actually the uh, etymology. We do a lot of uh, you know really academic etymology on the show. That's that's where silly goose. Uh, the phrase actually comes from. So, uh, yeah. You come out um, and get your burrito and you're like, oh, silly goose. Exactly, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't want to take too much of your time, Casey. I do want to ask you about, uh, you know, I know you're a busy guy. You've got your own podcast and you've got a lot of work on, uh, to do. It is the summer and that. I know what it's like. Uh, I wanted to ask you about like hiring people to help you out, though, or getting help in some way, yes. uh, whether that's like a second shooter or someone to help you editing. Like, have you done a lot of that? Do you recommend it? Outsourcing where you can and where you're comfortable. Um, I like, I am, this is my own personal issue. There are certain things I'm not willing to delegate, but I know Mm -hmm. things I'm willing to delegate. Mm -hmm. I, when it comes to hiring people to do things for you, whether you're hiring a second shooter or an associate photographer, this happens a lot in, you know, wedding photography, especially. Um, Again, interview. Uh, my thing would be like, I don't, I, I trust comes hard for me because I have been burned in the past, um, that you interview people, find out, get references and find people who were going to, you're going to hire and help you that like really gel with who you yeah. are. Well, I never hire people like really, I get freelance, right? So if they're crap, then you can just be, you know, you just pay the day. Yeah, on a case by case basis. But it's yeah. the, the thing is like, yeah, that's, that's how I hire people, but I mean, there are people that I've been working with for, you know, over a decade that I hire on a freelance basis based on the, you know, availability for the job. But the people I keep going back to are the people ones who are consistent. Um, and we mostly have our personalities, you know, mesh really well. But I think that the, the thing that you really have to be careful about and protect yourself business wise is to have a signed contract with people, have an agreement. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, if you're concerned about that, like, you know, that, that's probably a topic for another another episode. But, like, yeah. definitely have a, a contract with people you're going to hire to protect yourself because things Something, can go dude, wrong. Yeah. Even if it's even if it's like one paragraph or like a few sentences, you're you're working freelance. This will be your rate uh, or whatever. Right. And but it also yeah. it spells out the responsibilities of everybody. Of course. Like, yeah. You don't sit there going like, oh, you know, this is what I you know, I don't know what I'm responsible for. I now I have this like written down on a piece of paper. Yeah, man. Say like I didn't know I was responsible for that. Yeah, I know so, a lot of people who you know like especially since I'm Canadian and stuff are also friendly and shit. Uh, <laughs> and then especially with creatives, right? So you you've got like the double C combo of creative and Canadian. So it's like <laughs> way too polite. Uh, but what I always tell people like that you know people will be if they have that kind of small town folksy mentality, they'll be a little bit of afraid of the contracts thing. And I'm just like, uh, I always kind of tell them that. The way it works is that you keep being friendly because you have the contract. <laughs> That's yeah, the you, contract is there so that, you know, there's something to fall back on that, that keeps you, kees the relationship good. Right. Yeah. I think that that, yeah. and that's something that I explained to clients as well. It's like, you know, we have the contract so that everybody is protected. That's right. Yeah. And, and that we, you know, it, 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 it's there and hopefully we never have to go to no. it. No. Hopefully not, but man. We have yeah. it there. It's always, it's always better to have that uh, as a fallback than to yes. have nothing. Um, but I think the you know, to go back to the topic of like, yeah. and whether you should hire somebody, 
to do things or to take work off of your plate so that you don't feel overwhelmed. I think there's there are a lot of tools out there. There, I mean, you can hire somebody like editing. I think is one of the things that like really wipes people out. Like spending yeah, man. editing. Yeah. Um, but that you have to decide what your own style is. If you're gonna farm it out to another editor, whether you're doing that individually or to a company, or there's an AI program that does it now. Yikes! That will cull your photos for you, which I was Yikes. like, I, I, and I've asked uh various <laughs> other photographers who've tried this and they're like it's actually pretty it learns pretty quickly wow what like, if you go through and and go through the photos and like i've often thought that that would be possible for video editing when i used to work at vistaprint I, I used to talk to the programmers about that a lot and i was like how could you make a pro like something that just like works plugs into premiere and like edits videos it just i don't know yeah yeah i'm sure there is something that does that but i mean like one of the things i would think would be great for that is something that can edit out the dead air in in videos that's what i'm exactly thinking how hard would that be right like yeah to learn that there's nothing in this shot well if adobe's listening i know that they do there's a lot of uh adobe (laughs) Adobe reps that listen there there are a lot of adobe reps listening to the podcast and also you know like just their algorithms are scanning the airwaves um yeah yeah. And we we did a moon series the last couple of weeks so we are we actually got a bunch more listeners uh that are aliens so that's been really that's been the blood moon I uh, just saw every type, every phase. Yeah. Every phase of the moon. There's like, you we got new listeners, no matter what phase. Yeah. In the movie Moonfall, you know that the moon is a <laughs> superstructure. <laughs> oh, I heard. I heard it was. Yeah. On Moonfall. I, I, do you, do you know, uh, Chris Stuckman? No. Oh, he's, he's like one of the more famous, um, movie kind of film critic guys on YouTube. He said one quote that I love from him. He was doing a review that I watched for Moonfall and he says, Moonfall is not a movie for scientists. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. I was watching it oh. on the plane back from uh, Scotland, and I was just like, I was laughing so hard at how bad <laughs> it was. I was just like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And it just became obvious that certain people had paid yeah. to produce the film. Yeah. That they were like name checking. Mm. Um, and well. also, like, it, it, it was just bad. At it, least it, that's entertaining, though. I mean, if you la- if you're laughing at it, then you know that's better than a, that's better than nothing, right? And the guy who played Sam Tarly in Game of Thrones in it, and he was obviously playing a role that was intended for Josh Gad. Oh, okay. it was like I mean, it was obviously written for Josh Gad, and like he did a you know his best he did okay. job. He did what he could. Like, yeah, I was like, Oof, this is this is horrible. Yeah, I've I've not seen it. Uh, I'm not in a rush. And I watched it for free on an airplane, and I was hey, like, that's pretty good. Watching disaster movies on an airplane, eh? That's, that's... Oh, yeah. I mean, it was Roland Emmerich, though. So it's like, yeah. uh, you know, you've got Day After Tomorrow, uh, Independence Day, Godzilla, mm-hmm. and that, the Matthew Broderick, Godzilla 1993 or whatever that was. Yeah, man. The shine has really worn worn off of uh, Independence Day these days. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, just, it's just like a slap in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I just under like the, was, the was, most softball underhanded pitch that I've ever thrown out of my welcome, life. But welcome to Earth. 
Welcome to Earth, motherfuckers. Um, I do want to say uh, one more thing on the the hiring help thing. Like people, you know, there's that control freak mentality, and a lot of us have that. You know, creatives. That's that's a big thing. That like, att- yeah, attention to detail, um, and that that control freak thing, and not wanting to let go of stuff. But the way that I like to kind of even, you know, I'll, when I'm gonna give someone advice, but this is more just advice that I give to myself. To be honest, I have to like remind myself of this all the time. Like if you're so focused on those little menial things that someone else can do, let's be honest, then you're losing out on all of those, like the high value, like more complex, basically just, yeah, the things that only you can do, like video editing. Yeah. Is is it going to be a little bit different if I do it? It's going to be a little bit more how I like it. Sure. Right. But can anybody else that like any of my freelancers and stuff do sales like me and actually like land deals and, you know, stand there and look at a client that's like offering you money and say, like, that's not enough money. We need more <laughs> like no. Right. They they can't. So, yeah, if you're you need to tell yourself like that, basically your skills are special in your business, like you've built your business because of those skills. And yeah, if you're afraid of actually focusing on those things because you're having too much of a control freak mentality then like you're really just uh i don't know shooting yourself in the foot fucking yourself in the ass however you want to say however you want to think about it yeah i did i used to do that with my website yeah spend so much time like just redoing my website oh yeah over and over again designing it and like until eventually i was just like you know what i am going to buy a like a customizable theme yes there's high quality i'm going to spend the money yeah to get it but i can and then i can customize it but i'm not i was like before i was like working in dreamweaver like way back and like you know, like oh dreamweaver like, buddy and just like designing everything myself and like oh but it's got to be perfect and like did you make my... uh did you make the website for space jam like oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah uh it was back in the day i am old i like I, had, I have said i have been doing this for 20 some years but it's the it was that mentality of like oh it's not perfect yet and like yeah I was giving myself something like, I think it's an excuse that you give yourself like, Oh, it wasn't, this is why the success that I wanted wasn't right. Oh, I didn't have whatever this margin on my website was. Sure. But yeah, yeah, like I I wasted that. If those photos would have been perfect, if I just had an edge light, I would have, you know, (laughs) it would have been really But it's those things like, you know, hire somebody else to do it, hire somebody to design the website, hire somebody to do the editing or the culling of your photos. That's one thing. It's like I, editing. I think I could probably give to somebody else, but it's the culling yeah. of photos that I like. I want to because sometimes there's a photo that's out of focus that I would keep because of the way it's like it's not out of focus, out of focus, but it's just mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be technically perfect to be what I'm going for. Yeah, sure. So that's one of the things I worry. I worry about missing those when having somebody else cull the photo. Yeah, man. The editing of it, like. I think somebody else could handle. Yeah, there must be. There might be something special or, or about a photo, or just like a small blemish where someone else is like, "Well, oh, well, this photo's garbage." Whereas you're like, "What are you talking about? That's you open that up in Photoshop two seconds, and that's fixed, right?" Like, right. Or it's just yeah. like you know, the blemish is fixed, or it's just like even like it's a little soft. But like I've got pictures of like dancing photos and from weddings where like you can still kind of make out the expressions of the people, and it's like you, there's an emotional quality to it. Yeah, man, back in the film days, like nothing was as like, you know, there weren't algorithms sharpening your photos and shit. Right. So, yeah. And you don't have to. And I think that that's, you know, something that's, again, another topic for a whole other topic where you get into. But it's like you don't have to be technically 
perfect yeah well, we'll we'll have you back on the show at some point for sure man that's good we got a lot more to talk about um <laughs> i did yeah I'll, I'll let you get out of here uh we'll we'll do the we'll do the shout outs we'll do the this or that um i do want to ask you though I, I can't really resist as a gearhead myself uh most of mine's kind of hidden in the shadows here so <laughs> you can't see it. it's a, it's, a, it's a surprise uh, it's a secret but i can see all your gear man and i want to hear about it what cameras do you have back there casey uh i well what do i shoot with or what do i have just tell there? us what you have man I, uh, i've is got uh, i shoot with the canon 5d mark fours um that's but a good in camera the background where like i think what you're seeing behind me uh is a whole bunch of film cameras. Like oh, I, cool. I have a collection of old film cameras, Rad. which work. There's uh, some old like Kodak, like uh, medium format cameras. I've got a bunch of Minolta, uh, 35 millimeter cameras that oh, still yeah. work. I got them repaired and I still shoot with those. I, I think I see like a roll of flex or something back there too, or Hasselblad. No, uh, yeah, no that's a roll, a roll of flex. I've also got like, <laughs> These old, um, one is a Soviet era. Oh, crazy. Um, like Eastern European camera. Another one is a pre-World War II Japanese. Oh, geez. Camera. And we've also got a, a an eight millimeter. Or no, that's a that's 16 millimeter film camera. Oh, cool, man. And what's on the bottom there? Is that a some type film of camera? It's a film a, camera? It's a 16 millimeter film. Oh, wow. Camera. Oh, wow. <laughs> old school, man. It's got film in it. I have never opened it. <laughs> I've also got like six lenses for this thing. And it's like, it's like an old school where it just like rotates. You can have like three different lenses on it at the same time. Oh, man. You if you swap between if, lenses. If the people didn't believe that you were a nerd, now they <laughs> now they know, bro. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, there's 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 a lot of uh, there's a lot of old film cameras. You can't see them They're in a different part of the, the room. But I've also got like a, some old Polaroid cameras yeah. up here. But when it comes to your your pro shooting, it's that five D four, yeah. That's what it is. That's what it's all about. So Minolta's. I also have this, which is uh, an old uh, Highland flash gun. Wow, dude! Used to make the lightsabers in Star Wars. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. You've just about got a whole. uh, You've got like a museum of shit just about. (laughs) Yeah, but it's still got the bulb and the reflector on it. Oh, interesting, dude. That's super cool. A bit of a collector, so it's. That's rad, man. I'd rather you collect that than uh, what do you call those stupid things? Uh, Funko Pops or whatever. Oh, you mean like the Funkos that you can obviously see in the back of my <laughs> Yeah, but you don't have, yeah, you don't, you got to, re- you have a, a sane human being amount of those, though. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, I've got, <laughs> mine are very specific. I, I yeah. got all of the Ghostbusters, the original. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, uh, until you pan the camera over and I see that you have like a thousand stranger head things, you've got like six, <laughs> six, 60 Dustin's different variations. I'm like, what is this? Going no, on? no, no, no. <laughs> it's just a uh, Cthulhu and Galactus. Uh, oh, rad man. Well, we can do, we can definitely do a podcast on Lovecraft. That's for damn sure. Oh I yeah, man. I've right got, right I did a whole shoot on that. I'll send you a link. I didn't, I did a, 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 a wedding, uh, inspiration oh, wow. lovecraft shoot. i'll put it up on our i'll put it up i'll share it on our instagram man mm-hmm. uh, i guess that's a good as time as any to uh to wrap this up uh if people want to follow you i'll start putting that uh music the <laughs> the podcast is wrapping up you know we're at like 54 whatever minutes you mean, where uh, can they find me where can they find you man this is the you where they can find you music yeah you that's can funny. find me at uh at kcf photo nice. on instagram 
or Twitter for my photography work for the Nerdy Photographer podcast. It's at the Nerdy Photo. Nice. And you've got 999 followers right now. So guys, go I need to, one more. Hit them up. One more. Let's get to that 1K. Yeah, then I'm going to do an episode on my podcast about all the celebrities that I photographed. Wicked, uh, wicked. Once I hit a thousand followers. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to go follow. I'm going to unfollow you and follow you again. No, that won't help. I don't know. Uh, and, sure. That math checks out. <laughs> that math checks out. That's why I'm a photographer and not a mathematician. Uh, yeah, if you guys want to find me, uh, well, you already did, but you can also check out some other stuff on our Instagram, photo underscore friends underscore pod. Uh, I will put up that Cthulhu shoots. You guys can see that, put up some links, uh, so that you can go and see all the rad, uh, photos that Casey's doing. Um, usually before we wrap up the show, I have the guest, tell uh everybody listening something random man you got anything random that the people need to know watch out for little bears <laughs> <laughs>